Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 in the Stone Temple Pilots with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Great weekend on tap weather-wise. If you, uh, if your canoe makes it across all the storm damage from yesterday. Yeah, especially Holyoke, I guess, was hit pretty bad. There's a lot of fog out there, too. The fog is getting thicker. And Leon is getting larger. Uh, yeah, so be very, very careful this morning. Even though it's going to be a beautiful day, right now, foggy, humid, and moist. I like that word, moist. I know, I like it too. Some people don't. I love I'm a, it. I'm a big fan. It reminds me of chocolate cake. Yes, Betty Crocker. Man, what a show today. Really? Where? Who's? Who has a show today? Right now. Us? We do. Until 10. Okay. Allegedly. It's 5.36. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to fill your summer. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and Def Leppard. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Yeah, flooding yesterday in parts of Western Mass like Holyoke, but plenty of time to bake it off with great weather this weekend. Lots of sunshine. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. John Stewart has been working tirelessly for years to get veterans and 9-11 responders the health care they need. And yesterday at a press conference on Capitol Hill, he ripped into Senate Republicans for blocking a bill that would expand health care to vets who've been exposed to toxic burn pits. He said, quote, ain't this a bitch. America's heroes who fought in our wars, outside sweating their asses off with oxygen, battling all kinds of ailments with these mother effers, sit in the air conditioning, walled off from any of it. He called the senators uh, out for their hypocrisy, cowardice, and cruelty, and then he said, quote, you don't support the troops, you don't, you support the war machine. That's all you care about. After ranting for almost 10 minutes, John really brought it home with this. This is an embarrassment to the Senate, to the country, to the founders, and all that they profess to hold dear. And if this is America first, then America is effed. Some of the worst comedy material he's ever done. Yeah, but he's pretty passionate about this. Uh, he's been passionate about helping these 9-11 responders and the, uh, and the, and the veterans from these burn pits. And he championed. He, did win. he had a couple of good wins along the way. Remember that uh, congressional hearing he uh, spoke at? Yeah, but mm-hmm. we, we've had uh, John Velas in here talking about burn pits. He himself was exposed to all that stuff. That ain't no uh, walk in the park. To have a disease related to that. No, it's not. Because of something you did because you served our country. And you know what? I mean, honestly, sometimes the veterans need a voice like a Jon Stewart. Mm -hmm. Because who else else speaks up for them? That's the thing. That's that's it. Some of these guys are, you know, are ill and, uh, you know, injured and, and don't really have much of a voice against... The government to put him in that in that position. Not sure, talented dude. By the way, he's a college soccer star too. Yeah, Division One, like Whoa, William time. Mary. Yeah, good, good school yeah. too. Uh, Beyonce's new album Renaissance dropped today, but Kellis 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 isn't happy about it, even though she's on it. There's a song called Energy on the album, and it samples uh, Kellis track Get Along with You. But Kellis had no idea it was happening. She found out basically the same time the rest of the world did. After a fan account made a post about energy, she said, quote, Nothing is ever as it seems. Some of the people in this business have no soul or integrity, and they have fool- ev- they have everyone fooled. She added that the track is, quote, 
not a collab. It's theft. When you sample something, aren't you on the hook to get permission? Or at least or at least pay a, a, a fee depends to use how, it? It depends how much of it, maybe, if it's more than eight seconds or something See, like that. That's the thing. There's 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 a it's different from music though. It's it, it's 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 the, no, it's not. Because there's a fair use law which is very ambiguous. You know, like like for example, if you used the you know, a song in your own podcast, for example, and you say, Oh, as long as it's thirty seconds or less, it's it's okay to use. No. It's not. <laughs> It's not okay to use. I and mean, I'm just surprised that after all this time of music sampling, that no one has made a definitive statement on what to on how to mm. uh, you you pay the originating artist. Quick bullet points here on how to safely use music. It says use a mostly unknown sample, or don't make the sample a big part of your song, aka more than eight seconds, and don't use the title or the lyrics of the song you're sampling in your own song. Or be creative and write your own song. Oh, wow. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. I don't know. You can't sample none of this. None of it. Talk about our show? There's nothing here to sample. <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not, nothing to sample at all. Uh, Britney Spears posted a video of herself having drinks at a bar for the first time ever. She said, quote, so glad they uh, took my rights away for 13 years to have a cocktail. I'm so grateful, y'all. Isn't that kind of weird? <laughs> it's hard to imagine, but yeah, she's been under lock and key like Rapunzel. Yeah. What's, the, what's the name of the girl? The the, the, the the chick with the hair? That's Reputa. Reputa. Reputa the Buta? Mm-hmm. Let down your long hair. Let me climb up to the, uh, the attorney, of your love. attorney uh, powered uh, life that you own. Now, uh, does the video of this on Instagram show like the 13 empty glasses she <laughs> left that bar with? No, but she should have. Should have had a big stack of shot glasses all over the place. I'm, I'm catching up. One for every year that I couldn't drink in a bar. Here I am. Uh, Shakira is the richest of all the voice coaches with an estimated net worth of $300 million. She's followed by Pharrell Williams and Ariana Grande, who are both worth $200 million. These are the voice coaches on? The Voice. Uh-huh. Uh, she's really worth that much money? Hmm. Yeah. She's I, had, I mean, doesn't you know Pharrell Williams had more hits than she has? It's not. I think she is one of those smart people who bought up a lot of rights to things and uh, music catalogs and things like that. Nicely played. Yeah, she's a uh, she's quite the gal. Oh well, yeah, she's a very she's a uh, smart as a whip. She was uh, even hot as the that uh, animal that she played in uh, Zootopia. Hmm. Steve, that's a cartoon. N- she- a hot cartoon, nonetheless. Okay, be that way. Wow. Uh, Jason Momoa revealed yesterday uh, that Ben Affleck Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. They were trying to keep it a secret, but they were outed by a tour bus on the Warner Brothers lot. What? Bring hmm? back Christian Bale as Batman. That was the best Batman. Bale was the best. Mm-hmm. Adam West, man. Adam West. Well, well I mean, obviously, <laughs> but you know, Adam West is no longer alive. I so, know. well, yeah, you could do a Weekend at Bernie's kind of Batman thing if you wanted to. I guess Michael Keaton. Bring back Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm. Did you ever hear the song "Adam West as Batman"? No. I think it's by the. Uh, I think it's called the Straight Jackets. Is it worth playing later on? No. No. But you had to worth, think for a moment, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, but it's but it's <laughs> worth playing in your spare time. Okay. 
Uh, D. Snyder may be liberal, but he won't stop conservative politicians from using his music. Quote, I wrote it for everyone. Cherry picking who uses it is censorship. Yeah, that's actually not a bad philosophy. I'm At least he's consistent. He's kind, well, of, he's kind of been talking anti-censorship for 40 years. At least he's uh, not bitching that somebody sampled his music and uh, mm-hmm. is ungrateful that he's on somebody else's album. I think he'd be as surprised as everybody else. I think he would, too. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hiya. The f- and now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's face it. There's nothing worse than working for a jerk. Oh, we've all been there. But not every boss gets dragged through the tedious burden of a congressional hearing. If they did, there'd probably be far less jerks being put in positions of power. Because only a jerk would want to be in that position. But if you own the place, it's not like you're going to start grabbing ideas out of the suggestion box about how to not act like a complete jackass. And unfortunately, that's when you create a culture of toxic abuse, which then leads to a hostile work environment, and nobody enjoys that. This is why, after weeks of negotiations, Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, now known as the Washington Commanders, testified yesterday before a congressional hearing in front of the House Committee on Oversight and Reform about all the many ways he has turned that once great NFL franchise into a horrible place to make a living. Testifying by Zoom from his $180 million yacht sailing in the Mediterranean Sea, Dan Snyder was questioned for nearly 11 hours on things like multiple complaints of sexual harassment, unreported ticket revenue, withholding refundable deposits from season ticket holders, and falsifying financial records. The testimony was not public, and according to the report, Snyder answered every question without hiding behind non-disclosure agreements. His answers may have been straight-up garbage, but since no one, none of this was televised, it's really hard to say for sure. Now, not to show any level of sympathy for a guy testifying on a Zoom call from a $180 million yacht that's sailing around the Mediterranean Sea, but... This guy was answering questions for nearly 11 hours. I don't like doing things that I enjoy for 11 hours. Never mind having to do it with angry politicians. I once had a 15-minute long conversation with Senator John Kerry. I needed to be revived with smelling salts and an EpiPen just to regain consciousness. This little dirtbag testified for the same amount of time as it takes to complete three back Stephen Dave shows. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody, even a jerk like Dan Snyder. But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Eli at the South Hadley Rockies is a steel-trained expert. You know, those orange and white chainsaws that all the pros use. And then, not only that, but Eli, like a renaissance man, is also a grill master and knows all about grills. So whether it's grills or steel chainsaws, Eli's your guy. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rockies. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 611 and Guns N' Roses. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. Beautiful morning for a stroll, isn't it? No, it's uh, a gross out. and uh, uh, Yeah, gross, disgusting, and humid, and foggy. It's uh, going to be sunny, though, later with a high of 89, but still humid. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 85. Looks like we get into the 90s again next week. It's uh, This heat ain't letting up anytime soon. Well, it's August coming. What do you expect? And we had all those uh, those thunderstorms yesterday. Yeah, man, they were uh, there were some humdingers. I was driving up ninety one last night. I could see the the lightning. Yeah, uh, like big. Ju- it was pretty damn close to where I was. It's just weird seeing it like 
like that, like from afar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you're doing this weekend. I'm going to assume, uh, Dave, you'll be putting together IKEA furniture with a Allen wrench in your new undisclosed location, uh, uh, Love Shack apartment. I don't need any new furniture, but I have added plants because my lady friend said I needed to ditch the fake plants and get real ones. I told you that yesterday and went out and got two real ones yesterday. How about that? Uh, And, uh, Steve, I'm going to assume you're going to be spending a good deal of the weekend uh, doing bong hits and listening to Taylor Swift CDs. Pretty much. All right, Mm. so that's uh, that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, what are you doing? This weekend. Mr. Big Shot. I am transitioning from being... Massachusetts broadcaster, Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. uh, Bax from Rock 102, to now becoming Bax septic control officer. Ooh, Ooh yes. look at that. This, this is the weekend. This is the weekend that you suck it out and, <laughs> and put it somewhere? Uh, the other day, I received my 36-gallon Camco Rhino portable waste-holding tank. Damn. Mm. Oh, man. This is it. This is the weekend. As many of you know, I've got a camper up in uh, in Vermont, mm-hmm. and it is currently three-fourths full of what is known as black water. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to put it. It's a nice way of saying human waste. Now, obviously, I've never done this before. I'm new to this whole experience Last year, we had a service that would come out, and for a few bucks, they would you know, pump your tank clean. They would deal with the black water. I never had to be elbows deep in that stuff and, mm-hmm. uh, and working out. I, I hired a qualified man to do that position. So when we reopened the camper this, uh, this uh, season, I was informed by this company, yeah, no, we no longer do that. Hmm. We, no, we no, no longer do that. We no longer drive to the remote location up the side of a mountain to where you're at. And uh, I got the same answer from 12 other places. They would not come out and uh, suck out my black water. Now, that's all I wanted. I just want someone to come up to the mountain and and suck it all out. All right. Would so, that have been that difficult so to do? it's become a DIY thing. It has become a DIY thing. Now, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, I told you that I learned everything I need to know about the removal of septic waste. From YouTube? From a YouTube video Mm -hmm. with this guy named Ned. Now, Ned seemed Mm -hmm. like a guy who knew exactly what he was doing. Mm -hmm. And there's this this Camco Rhino portable waste-holding tank comes with all kinds of attachments and doodads and hoses and tubes and uh, straps and everything I need. Yeah, that's nice. Does it work? Well, this is this is a a, a tremendous prod, uh, product made for exclusively this reason. So, All if right. you were camping, mm-hmm. let's say uh, in an area in which you did not have a direct hookup to septic, this is what you would use to bring to what is known as a dumping station. So, what you're saying is nothing could possibly go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> this this uh, rhino is built for yes. this reason. Yes. Okay. You've studied YouTube. You've got the proper equipment. I've got, I've got the proper equipment. I've got the rubber gloves that go clean up to the elbow. Slam dunk. I'm ready to rip. I'm ready to go. So this weekend, we are going to clean out that tank, and we are going to you could almost eat out of that tank by are the you, time we're done with it. Are you going to save some to fertilize Dave's plants in his new apartment? There you go. Well, I if you uh-huh. want, I, I'm sure I could get a mason jar or two. 
Bring it in for show and tell, and I'll examine it to see if it's worthwhile. And here not. you are thinking yeah. you're getting nothing, nothing out of this show. Right. Uh, so please, by the way, please have your wife film this whole thing as it's going on. Please. I can't imagine that my wife would let me do this <laughs> without her video. All right. All I, right. I, mean, I can't even ima- yeah. I can't even envision her not holding her phone while I'm doing this. This could go viral. If it goes, I'm more worried that I'm going to go viral <laughs> if this thing does not work. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Now, uh, part of the issue here is, so you fill the tank up, right? Mm-hmm. And you got to bring it to the dumping station. Now, the nearest dumping station to where we are is only 17 miles away. Which is how long of a drive? Did you est- estimate it out? It's probably a good half hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so we got to get down to this one dumping station. And for $15, they'll let you dump that stuff into a hole. That's pretty cheap. Not too bad. So much could go wrong, especially on the drive that Steve was just yeah. talking about there. Like, you always hear about, like, a truck spilling its contents on a highway and it's maybe oh i don't know maybe it's honey yeah. or maybe it's beer you don't even need to go that far dave mm-hmm. you have a cup of coffee in your car that you forgot the lid to yeah and uh yeah you're driving along just fine but then all of a sudden you hit that speed bump and mm-hmm. bam you got oh. coffee all over the dashboard speed bumps yeah uh, pot- potholes too mm-hmm. yeah 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 your metaphorical comparisons uh, do not affect me in the least <laughs> this is a simple process uh-huh. in which i have learned from ned that it's just a matter of hooking up one to one end of the tube to the tank mm-hmm. and letting her go. All right, then, automatic. Then a little bit of a uh, little bit of gray water, maybe maybe a little bit of a uh, little bit of water goes in there. Mm-hmm. Then you shut it off and then you cap it off and then you mm. tow it all the way, seventeen miles away Simple to the process. dumping station. Simple. Yep. Now I have a next door neighbor up in Vermont. Wonderful guy. Great guy. How great is he? He is allowing me to use his trailer to bring this to the dumping mm, station. Wow. Look at that. I know, huh? Very generous. Now, do you have to return the trailer in the clean condition it was given to you in, or um, if you have uh, <laughs> black water spill all over the back of this thing, uh, is he going to take care of it? This this thing uh, comes with many caps and lids and fail safes and uh, and mm. uh, valves. You can't. Unless it falls off, it's not going to cause any kind of stainage. I just got to make sure I can get it on top of the the of the of the trailer to tow it all the way to the dumping station. Now, I assume this has a hitch, a proper hitch, a ball hitch. The trailer has that kind of thing. Have you ever used one of those things before to I tow a, a boat or a ski do or something like that? No, but I have used. Uh, I have driven with trailers okay. behind my car all right. before. What do you think I am? Anyway, uh, so this is going to be the big process this weekend. Now, I had an, an, another one of these rhinos that someone had bought mm-hmm. uh, for us, and uh, it's only 20 gallons, but I got like a 35-gallon tank of black water. I, you know, it, it wouldn't have been enough. I would have had to do this twice in a day and you know go and go to the dumping station twice. Well, well you know, as you know, that's like 34 miles, uh, you know, both ways twice. I, I, don't, I don't have so- that kind of time. You got to clean this thing out, obviously, after you're all done. You yes. can't just like leave it in there, like uh, you know, you've poured out diesel fuel, and then uh, you still have a little bit left in the bottom. No, it's actually time. it's actually got a system where you can hook up a hose attachment yeah. to it, and it will 
uh, spray the water out throughout oh, the tank, uh, like your uh, like your lawnmower deck, where they have the little nozzle on the lawnmower deck, where you put the hose in the fancy ones. You see what yeah. I'm saying? It's, oh, same, it's the same kind of uh, same kind of deal. Uh, let me ask another question here, Bax. So, how much time have you budgeted for the entire process here as part of your great weekend activities? Well, I what mean, it's going to take me, from what I understand, mm-hmm. the emptying of the tank only takes a handful of minutes. Okay. Uh, the emptying of the tank may take a little bit longer. Okay. Uh, simply because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. And then, uh, two, uh, well, there is no two. I just I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> All right. So you, you budgeted about uh, 30 minutes each week, about an hour of travel time, and then maybe just a few minutes of setup and uh, delivery and yes. so maybe maybe two hours total it could be two hours it could take longer than that All but right. i think this is the kind of job that i don't have much of a choice yeah i know it's either do this yeah. or i can't use the toilet in the uh, in the camper All right, so we and need- i gotta tell you yep. as a baxendale we have a long long history of being very regular people okay and i don't mean that as being like a unpretentious i mean we have we are physically, digestively very regular. I get you. So we need to stopwatch, and and we need a video. Well, I'll tell you what. Once the video happens, uh, you know, maybe I'll try to you know produce it with a with an elapsed time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe I'll try to uh, you know okay. add special effects, maybe a musical score. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do this correctly, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a dance number at the end of it, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know may really make it into like a, almost like a Hollywood feature film. Ooh, you yeah. know, like a short, mm-hmm. like a short film. Yes, and if it's good, maybe I'll submit it to like a. I don't know, South by Southwest or, you know, for, you know, uh, an Academy Award. Could win an Oscar. But uh, this is this is a major milestone for me because I don't normally involve myself in do-it-yourself projects. I the uh, you know My limit to do-it-yourself is mm-hmm. I will be the one to uh, make the phone call myself. But after that, that's up to a man with skills and tools. I'm not that guy. But this weekend, I'm dipping my toe into that uh, into that pond, and we're going to see how it all turns out. Yeah, if Vegas had odds on this, Steve, I think you and I could could maybe th- throw down a little wager on this as to whether or not this will occur without errors. Uh, no, it's definitely going to occur with errors because nothing that he does or any of us do mm-hmm. uh, occurs right. without errors. Yeah. So that's uh, that's the beauty of it. This is the entertainment aspect of it. You know, you would think that there'd be nothing entertaining about talking about, uh, you know, septic tanks and uh, black water. But I got to tell you, I am very intrigued by this process. This is something I'm going to have to do on a regular basis. You know, it's not just going to be a one and done thing. You know, you know, the moment you, you empty it up is the moment you start filling it up again. But you learn by doing. Yes, that's, that's right. like the Connecticut School yeah. of Broadcasting of Human Waste. <laughs> Trial and error. That's right. <laughs> we can't I'm sure wait. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting is more than happy to hear that comparison. Oh, aren't they all full of waste down there? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of waste going on at that campus. It's 623. We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Ford of Enfield. Used trucks and SUVs are bringing a premium price in the marketplace, and we are throwing the guidebooks out the window to purchase your vehicle today. We need your vehicle now, and we'll pay you top dollar towards the purchase of any new or pre-owned vehicle, or just buy it from you. I have been saying this for years. No one will pay you more for your trade-in than I will, period. And now I'll pay you even more. So bring your vehicle to Family Ford today. Route 190 in Enfield.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629. And Alice Cooper with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, hot, hazy, and humid today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 85. It's 71 in downtown Springfield. Um, well, I would do Today I Learned, but i got to find this thing over here. What did you find? Uh, the opening to it. But I don't have it in here because oh. he usually plays it and he's not here. So I don't know. Let's uh, see. You want me to find it? Uh, I think I can find it over here. Let's just, uh, do we have any, uh, waiting for me music? Do we have any? Uh, uh let me see what I got here. All right, here we go. You ready? Well, I, got I, I had got something I got ready it, to go. It, okay, it, fine, fine. And now it's time for Today I Learned with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Today I learned that when Dave Coombs isn't in the studio, I can't find the proper sound clip to play. <laughs> This is why he's an essential employee, just yes. like the rest of us. Why is he not here? What was the one I said to you yesterday? What? I was saying, uh, oh, that... Uh, uh, oh, Muskrat Love. Muskrat Love. By Captain and Tennille. Was not even written by Captain and Tennille. That's right. It was written by... America. The band America. The band America. the entire country. America. And, and, and when you said that, you were surprised that I knew that it was done by America. First. Yes. Yes. How about that? That's what I learned so many years ago. So how did I not know that a piece of crap song was written by another piece of crap band before two pieces of crap sang it and made millions of dollars off of it? Happens all the time, Steve. And that is Today I Learned. Back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Um, Bax's problem with Blackwater, not the only waste problem we have in Western Mass. Details straight ahead in the news on Rock 102. The Free Music Friday concerts here. 633. We're back, Steve and Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So we got sun and clouds this weekend. Pretty good uh, temperatures in the 80s as well. Some heavy rains yesterday caused some flooding in places like Holyoke. And also an uh, overpass in that area was compromised as traffic couldn't travel in those areas. As for the weather this weekend, I was mentioning sun and clouds. Only a slight chance for rain, but there is a chance of rocket debris falling here in Massachusetts on Sunday. According to aerospace.org, there's some space debris that's supposed to land on the Earth sometime on Sunday. And according to that website, there's a map and New England falls under the area of possible reentry. So look out on Sunday for falling space debris. Just saying. Nothing wrong with a weekend full of reentry. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you'll be dealing with that uh, reentering uh y- you're you're like uh, going into a, like a memory box, emptying this tank. <laughs> oh, do you remember last February when we came up here for the weekend? And, oh yeah, yeah. I think that was from then. These are the things that memories are made of. Hey, remember that one weekend when you were covered with human waste? Yes. Oh, I do. Oh, I sure I do. do. Hey, what's the difference between an overpass and an underpass? I never understood that. Well, well I think under- an underpass would be something that was like a tunnel, essentially. Uh, you know. Under, well, that, or, or goes like something goes under a bridge, an overpass would be something that goes over something to get to a certain place. Well, wouldn't technically every bridge be an overpass? Yes, I think I, so. Theoretically, yes, I but not so. every overpass is an underpass. It's not every overpass is an actual bridge. I get you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I always think of the underpass saloon whenever I uh, whenever I think of that. 
that old, uh, <laughs> it's now something else. What's it called? The tap room or something like What's the one in, in, in uh, Wilbraham there? Uh, I can now, never remember the it, damn name of it. It's now the, is it the tap room still? I think it's the tap. I think it's the tap room. And now, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the tap room. Yeah. But that used to be years ago, uh, the underpass. Yes. Where, where Tommy, the bartender, would put the bottle of booze up on the counter and let my dad pour however much he wanted <laughs> wow. to. Because wow. Because he didn't want to get up. He was too busy going through his karaoke CDs. So, so he was an enabler to your dad then. <laughs> Everybody was an enabler to my dad. Everybody. Even if you didn't want to be an yeah, enabler, you were an enabler. He found a way to yeah. make you be an enabler. Right. Underpass, by the way, my favorite '60s cartoon starring a canine superhero as well. Love that. I don't know what that is. Underpass. Nope. No. Nope. No recollection. Okay. All right. I remember nearly everything else, but not that one. So Bax is dealing with the Blackwater waste this weekend. There's trash buildups all across Western Mass. You know, we heard about the stuff in Long Meadow and East Long Meadow. Then a few weeks later, dumpsters overflowing at an apartment complex in Ludlow and one in Chicopee. Now, in where one man is taking matters into his own hands. Where? In where? There. Daryl Mulcahy lives there. And he says his trash company, Republic Services, has been missing their trash pickups on a regular basis, leaving piles in front of his driveway and others in where? I don't like piles. He told Western Mass News that he's so disappointed he's filing a lawsuit and is in the process of putting together a class action lawsuit for others in where and other communities in Western Mass as well. They are going to own that garbage by the time they're through. Kind of ironic. <laughs> Just the idea that uh, people are actually worried about trash and wear. <laughs> now. Do you have any idea how many people have been trashed and wear? Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying in Long Meadow it's understandable. In where? Eh, yeah. not so much, huh? There's another lawsuit going on. This one, a more serious one, brought by a former altar boy who alleges he was sexually abused as a child in the 60s by the now deceased Roman Catholic bishop and other clergy here. The man from Chicopee, identified in court papers as John Doe, alleges in the suit that not only was he abused by former Diocese of Springfield Bishop Christopher Weldon, as well as two priests, but also that the church engaged in a years-long cover-up. The diocese recently sought to have the lawsuit dismissed based on something called, quote, charitable immunity. The court disagreed with that and said, Man. nope, the yeah. lawsuit can progress. Nice try. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean, we've seen so many different mm -hmm. incidents of this, and you've heard stories about, uh, you know, Bishop Weldon and uh, and Bishop Dupree, and, you know, it just goes on and on and on. And I feel bad for, you know, I actually feel, you, you have to feel horrible for the victims, but, you know, there are a lot of you know, legitimate, well-meaning clergy out there that are not involved in this kind sure. of thing, mm -hmm. and I feel bad for those for those folks because, you know, they're they're trying to do you know their job and yet you know the reputation just by the ba just based on what they do for a living has stained you know you know clergy for maybe ever and i feel bad for that but you know, yeah but you know the victims of this unable to get justice and the way the diocese not here just in springfield but all over the world 
is is just it's it's shameful. There's no other way around it. Well, we had the great movie Spotlight about the the abuse in Boston. Maybe Spotlight Two for here in Western Mass. Yeah, I get, they, there's there's other cities that that are going to take. Mm, yeah. they're going to get that uh, sequel before Springfield. Hey, you got a COVID nineteen vaccination clinic going on at the zoo in Forest Park tomorrow. The clinic will be held in the Bocce Courts, where all brands of the vaccine will be administered for free. And not only that. This is where they should have Sarno going, Bocce Bulls, come on down and get jabbed in the arm. Well, he'd be perfect for that. The promotion they got going on, Steve, is not far from that. Children under the age of 18 who get the vaccination will get a free pack of zoo tickets and adults receiving their first vaccine will get a $100 gift card to Target. Man, I wish I had waited. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Yeah, right? It's too bad. Wait a minute, I'm on number three, so I, uh, I'm i ass out on the gift card? Come yeah, on, you're, you're nothing. Out. You're out. You huh. get nothing. I wonder if they're going to offer the same kind of great perks for the monkey pox vaccine. Because mm-hmm. I haven't gotten that yet, and I'm, uh, I'm really thinking uh, I might want to hold out for some goods. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker has been supporting legalized sports betting here in the state of Mass. Wants to see the momentum... Increase from the House and Senate negotiators because Sunday is the end of session deadline. So Governor Charlie Baker saying he says he hopes the bill makes it to his desk on time. And he told reporters Thursday morning and then jokingly asked Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito if she wanted to, quote, bet on the sports betting bill. Oh, the two of them are hilarious. Right? They're, they're like, uh, you know what they're like? They're like, uh, they're like uh, Stiller and Mira. Yep. Yeah, they really are. One great one-liner after another. And when Baker asked Polito that question, she said, I sure would like to bet on the sports betting bill, and she high-fived the governor. That's what they do. Jocularity there in the uh, governor's office. I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah? You ready for this? Yep. You want to? Let's play, let's wage a bet. Okay. I bet a bright, shiny new dollar bill. Mm-hmm. They won't get to this by this weekend. They Probably won't, not. They won't, they, won't, they won't even discuss it. They won't get to it. Well, uh, opponents have said that the sports betting bill encompasses college sports as well, and they think that would taint the college landscape. Look, I think college sports is already well-tainted enough. I don't think it's a big deal. I like the fact you use the word taint twice. Mm-hmm. Try. I try. One, one taint is usually enough. Two, that's excessive. Try to please you You are our taint guy. (laughs) Whenever I can please you guys, I like pleasing you guys. And this story's for Steve. Cannabis is usually thought of as a non-addictive drug. However, new research has shown that strong cannabis can be linked to addiction. Researchers examined 20 previous studies and found that those who use stronger dosages or stronger strains of cannabis are more likely to suffer from addiction and even psychosis. There you go. Well, I am pretty psychotic. You'd have to be to work here. <laughs> and do yeah. you use stronger strains or dosages of the stuff or not? No, I get weed from a buddy. All right. Like, <laughs> so, I don't know. If it's that right. automatically means it's watered down? Or I, I, listen, I, I, with rat poison, but it certainly <laughs> does, is the, does the job. I have tried the, uh, you know, the, the dabs, which looks like you're smoking crack, which, uh, you mm. know, that's not really... My cup of tea, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but no, you know, it's just a couple of couple of hits here and there mm-hmm. off a uh, off off some homegrown hashish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little sweet little devil's lettuce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you put that on a bacon devil's lettuce and tomato sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, low dose. You don't need right. to. You don't need to get 
I I don't understand it. It's it's like excessive drinking. You know, you either have a couple of drinks and you feel buzzed, and most people are okay with that. Right. Uh, the yeah. experienced alcoholic is going to drink, you know, ten drinks and get all messed up. It's the same thing with weed. Yeah, most people just do it to relax and enjoy themselves, but then there are people who, you know, I'm just going to sit here all day and do yeah. bong. I mean, you're you're not the. I mean, you're the guy who's you're the kind of guy who's doing it for you know, just to kind of get through your day, relax, so you sleep, uh, you, and it's your and anxiety. It's, it's mostly about, at the end of the day. Yeah, you're yeah. not one of these guys that's you know going to go out and get baked and uh, and you know listen to Pink Floyd records all day. Wake and bake. Yeah, right. Exactly. 4.20 a.m. Yeah, that's not you. Yeah. And as long as we're on your health, researchers from the University of Surrey in England say dark chocolate can make your veins and arteries healthier. Apparently, dark chocolate makes your blood vessels stretchier, which is a good thing. Those who consumed dark chocolate experienced health benefits within hours, according to this study. And other studies have suggested that dark chocolate can even help lower cholesterol. Uh, who was that study run by? University of Surrey in England. Uh, paid for by the Cadbury Company. Probably. <laughs> and by the way, speaking of chocolate, Hershey's is saying they're not going to be able to handle the demand this Halloween. Yeah. You know what? I, it, w- yes, they will. They absolutely <laughs> oh, will. Think, How God. many years have we been hearing about, well, we're going to run out of chocolate one day, <laughs> or we're going to, you know, bacon, uh, bacon, there's a bacon shortage. It's not, it's an excuse to raise the price. How many years ago did we hear about there was going to be a bacon shortage? And there's plenty of bacon to go around for everybody. Well, I, listen, I hoarded as much bacon as I could in anticipation of that of that threat. We know from the waste that you're going to be eliminating this weekend. We know. Well, it's not all bacon, Dave. I mean, it's just a, it's just you know regular uh, the flow of uh, post digestive material. That's uh-huh. is that wrong? No. <laughs> And as long as we're talking about food, coming up next in the Mass Hat, a restaurant in New York City has gone too far. We'll get to that straight ahead on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652. And Led Zeppelin with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hot and crappy today. It's 71 in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you miss any part of the Back Stephen Dave show, whether it's today's show or any other show in the last uh, couple of months... Check out the uh, the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest was uh, Doug Gillard from Guided by Voices. They're coming to Ray Street Live on September 23rd in Holyoke. Got a, a couple of uh, new albums out this year and another one on the way next year. And then on Monday, I'm going to be talking to uh, San Francisco punk rock legend Fritz Fox from the band The Mutants fascinating interview wild guy and you'll be able to hear that starting monday on rock102.com 652 with back steve and dave time for rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity incompetence and embarrassment if you want to crown them then crown their ass here's today's mass hat new york city there's a restaurant there that's serving cat food to humans for a couple of nights coming up soon. Fans- cat, cat food to humans? Yes. Is that is that uh, is is that part of the continental breakfast? Hmm. I don't know. You've been to an Applebee's before. <laughs> I don't know if you get breakfast there. Maybe dinner. The cat food company Fancy Feast will be 
serving up cat food-inspired meals to humans for two nights at their pop-up restaurant, Gato Bianco, or White Cat. You'll be open for reservations starting August 4th. So if you're traveling to New York City and you want to dine on some beautiful cat food, you can start making reservations at Gato Bianco starting August 4th. The restaurant will be open for those two nights serving cat food to humans on August 11th and August 12th. There are approximately 9,000 different restaurants and places to eat in New York City. With all of those other choices, what would make anybody in their right mind go to this? Right? One of the best restaurants in the world are in New York City. Some of the best uh, delicatessens are there. Some of the best steakhouses. Some of the best Italian places are all in New York City. Why would you go and eat something that reminds you of cat food? Not only does it remind you of cat food, it is cat food that you're going to be eating. That would not be a place I'd want to go. I wouldn't even make reservations. No, no, no. This is, it's not, you're not eating cat food. Yes, you are. It says for humans, their dish options will be inspired by the new medley's flavors being released that are going to resemble classic Italian Mm -hmm. flavors and dishes. The cats then get the fancy feast. Oh. So you're not, you're eating dinner with your cat. Which is just as ridiculous as eating cat food. True. True. Oh, mittens. Where would you like to go for dinner tonight? Hmm. I take that back. There are actually 27,000 restaurants in New York City. So uh, there's a lot more choices than even I thought there were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, some of those choices, I think they did list some of the actual um, dishes what, inspired by salmon, spare ribs, braised beef, lemon, panna cotta, and almond cake. And kibble. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't believe you're allowed to actually serve cat food at a restaurant, which is why that they're emulating some of these mm. dishes that your cat would eat. I believe yeah. it's one of the reasons the old country buffet went out of business. Uh, memories. I've seen dogs served at bars before. There's a bar in uh, Virginia that allows dogs to come in and actually sit right next to you at the bar and enjoy a beverage. They used to serve dogs at Mingles all the time down there. (laughs) They'll serve anybody. Yeah, they belly right up to the bar and go... (laughs) Are you talking about a different kind of dog or not? Yeah, usually they're actually human beings, but, you know, really it's a a stretch. (laughs) Yes. They identify themselves as ladies. <laughs> it's 6.56 with back Steve and Dave. Uh, coming up next in the 102-second sports, an embarrassing shot for a pro golfer in a tournament in Detroit yesterday. We'll have details straight ahead on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Woodfire Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Earlier this week, I reported that the Arizona Cardinals, a team which has not won an NFL championship of any kind since 1947, committed to a largely guaranteed $230.5 million contract with quarterback Kyler Murray for the next five years, the result of which would pay him an average annual salary of $46.1 million per season. Now, I don't know if you were aware of this, but that happens to be a considerable amount of money, especially since the Arizona Cardinals have been a team that has historically been straight-up garbage. I also told you that there was an independent provision in Kyler Murray's new contract that would have required him to submit to a minimum of four hours per week of studying game film on a monitored tablet that would be provided by the team. 
That way, they keep me, they could be sure that he wasn't wasting his time playing Candy Crush or Wordle or watching TikTok videos all day. Why was this included in his $230.5 million contract? Well, that's what everybody wanted to know. And the backlash against it was swift and loud as people were critical of the Cardinals for the punitive financial measures they would take if Kyler Murray failed to comply. Well, yesterday it was announced that due in part to the public backlash, the Cardinals have removed that language from his contract, and Kyler Murray can now enjoy that $46.1 million next season without the burden of having to do all that extra studying for upcoming games and their schedule. Personally, I would have found it daunting to review hours and hours of my competition here at Rock 102. Tough enough sitting through this show for four hours a day, never mind having to listen to what the other guys are doing. I wouldn't wish that sort of thing on my worst enemy even if a part of my annual salary was contingent upon doing it. I'm not sure I could suffer through it. So congratulations to Kyler Murray for freeing up all that spare time in his hands. I'm sure he'll find some other way of occupying himself during those previously required four hours a week. I know I would, because those TikTok videos aren't going to watch themselves. But hey, and my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What's going on with your lawn and garden? You want to talk to Dan and Iana at the Agawam Rockies. They can help you with tools and equipment and seeds and plants and troubleshooting. Let it grow with Dan and Iana. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven. And Motley Crue with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. It's going to be nice this weekend. Pretty much highs in the mid-80s all weekend long with lots of sun and clouds. A 20% chance of some rain tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Uh, let me just uh, just check this. Anything been happening this week? Oh, yeah. Don't, don't you worry about a thing. Let me just uh, do something real quick. Bear with me. Uh, stall for time. Uh, out of hell with it. So, um... I am trying to get the exact how much time we have before the Mayflower Marathon, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get that to you right now. It is exactly 114 days away from today. Mm-hmm. 114 days. That sounds like a lot of days, but trust me when I tell you, it ain't a lot of days. That goes like that. that yes. That's how long it takes. It's a blink of an eye and a half and a cup of coffee, and boom! All of a sudden, you're standing out in someone's parking lot raising food and filling trucks. Somebody's parking. Who's parking lot? Well, that's uh, that's a big question. See, now obviously there's been a lot of uh, discussion uh, online. In fact, I told you yesterday over 100,000 uh, comments uh, across all platforms of social media about what's going on with the Mayflower Marathon and the decision uh, to move it or to no longer host it at the Hall of Fame. Whatever the Hall of Fame uh, decides, uh, you know, what are you going to do? We got a meeting somewhat uh, somewhat soon between the Hall of Fame, Carlos Gonzalez, the state representative, and uh, us, and uh, we will have a discussion. But apart from that, you still have to plan what to do. We have a lot of different... Uh, sponsors that need to be included, that need to be informed of where we're going to go. So we have to think in terms of not just a new space, but a permanent space, a place that we don't have to be, you know, doing this all over again, you know, two or three years from now. I'll even add to that. A new space, a permanent space, and a pl- and a space that fits all of our needs that we need. And that is the hardest part to uh, figure out. Well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So right now the focus is on not only what's best for uh, for our physical needs for the Mayflower Marathon, but also what is the best for the open pantry. I mean, that's really what the, the major consideration should be. 
I got to tell you, we have had an enormous amount of fabulous ideas, and a lot of people have contributed their their thoughts about spaces. One of the problems that some of these spaces uh, have is it's not just enough to have it in a parking lot. We can find parking lots all over the area. Mm-hmm. The issue is how much space can we take in that parking lot? Do we have access to the things we need, like electricity, uh, or to a dedicated phone line for our internet hookup, which basically runs the entire remote broadcast? Right. There's a lot of other considerations, and and they're important ones. Like there are some that uh, you know we have looked at or have considered, but we just we, there's no way you could fit three trucks in an RV and a tent, right? And uh, and the big white man, yeah. you couldn't fit all those no. <laughs> all those things. And so, you know, th- there are there are some that have already kind of been, you know, put aside like, you know, maybe that's not the, uh, the the best place to do it. And there's also the consideration of how easy some of these places are to get to. Some of these ideas, as great as they are, are not simple drives to get to. No. There's no real close highway access that's not accessible yeah. from major roads. You Though- need you need something convenient. Exactly. So there's going to be some people that will be disappointed in whatever we wind up deciding. But keep in mind, we are trying to factor in a bunch of different things in this decision. Now, I'm a, I don't want to name specific names because I, you know, it's way too premature for that. But we have been approached by a number of uh, substantial, <laughs> you know, substantial people in town who are saying, let's meet, let's talk, yeah. let's see what we can do. You tell us what you need, and we'll see how we can try to uh, to work it and and make it happen. Business owners, uh, real estate magnates, debutantes, uh, near billion dollar facilities. I mean, there's all yeah, kinds yeah, of different uh, different places. But these these factors have to be considered, and so I mean, like for example. Uh, there are a lot of people that's, that would say, like uh, like in the Mass Live article, it talks about Nathan Bills. Well, Nathan Bills is a great place to do it, but there are some considerations uh, to be made that may or may not make that happen. Same thing with uh, you know the parking lot of one of the hospitals, you right. know, or you know, say like a casino or you know, any a number of mall places, yeah. or any number of places. So we've got a couple meet. We got at least one meeting scheduled, and we've had conversations with. I would say literally several dozens of of important people around yeah. the area and, and about he, what to do. And just a, a big thank you to everybody who comes out with. We're taking any and all suggestions. Nothing there's, there's is not, off the table. There's a well. Some might be dumb ideas, but uh, they're all good. Mostly good ideas. It's like uh, you can't have a bad idea in a think tank. Sometimes you can. Yeah, Bondi's Island is not the place to be doing the Mayflower Marathon. No, because you see, there's going to no. be food there, and I don't, I don't know if you really want food next to those tanks. Um, such, the, uh, such a shame, may I just say that because the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame location was sort of perfect for all of this, except for the fact that they didn't have the capacity for parking. Uh, you know, I thought I'd do a little investigative reporting this weekend because we were trying to figure out, we're trying to estimate the amount of parking spaces that are available there, I might go down there this weekend and count them just to see. Because I'm curious, because I can't find a count on the parking spaces that they say. Count, count them four times. Yeah. Okay. 
just to be sure. <laughs> All right, I will. <laughs> yeah, just you know, spend a couple hours in that parking lot. Yeah. You don't even need to go down there. Just go look at a Google map and mm-hmm. count them on the map. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to remember the exact number of parking spaces that we take up at the Hall of Fame. I can't really remember I, the, 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 the I mean, there is a number. I, just I don't would remember say it. it's probably about 40. 40 spaces by 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 the time you lay out the, each of the trailers and then the I mean you consider the the the, the narrow space of yeah. each spot <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, got, you got some issues but um the other thing that I think is is really important to consider and uh I've had discussions with a number of people uh even when we had the mayor on you know in a perfect world we would like to keep the Mayflower Marathon in Springfield to me, that makes the most amount of sense. It's more conv- it's convenient for everybody to have Springfield be the centerpiece for the Springfield well, Open Pantry food drive. Hello. Because when you talk about Western Massachusetts, Springfield virtually is the center of Western Massachusetts right. as far as our listening area and listening audience goes. You know, so like for example, some people have mentioned spaces in Enfield, uh, not far from Springfield, but I just don't think Enfield is the right place to do this. Some people have mentioned Northampton and Westfield and, you know, other areas. And there's nothing wrong with those places. In fact, the suggestions of where we're talking about in those areas are outstanding areas. They're, they're, they would be perfect, except it's, it's nowhere near Springfield. So, right. you know, do you, do, you, do you choose based upon uh, the accessibility of a great spot? Or do you, or do you try to do what's you know you know uh, the best for the for, for the city of Springfield? I I think uh, you have to do both. Yeah, you, you have to you have to have a little bit of both there. Convenience for the people that are bringing uh, items to to this event, and also uh, to continue to be a champion for the city of Springfield. I mean, you know, as much as we make jokes about things and all that stuff, we li- we live and work around here. It's not like just because. You know, you live in Hamden and I live in Huntington. Doesn't mean and Dave you live in some whatever town, mythical town in. in in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, just because that uh, we still care about this community and we want to keep it as as familiar as you familiar as you possibly can to the people that are dropping off stuff. I don't even know if I said that right. No, you said it right. Yeah, good enough. Now there's a, there's a meeting coming up with the Hall of Fame and, and Carlos Gonzalez, who you know I give a lot of credit for. He didn't he didn't have to get involved in this, and he did. He's an effective uh, guy in the state legislature. I, I like Carlos, good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know what are the expectations of this meeting? Yeah, you know, I I can't go into it with a whole lot of optimism, knowing the position that the Hall of Fame has taken. And if that's the case, then you still look forward uh, and, and say, can we find a, a space that is going to be our permanent home for this event? That, to me, is really important because we really just, you know, it's not big enough of an operation. You know, we're not big enough of an operation to be moving this every two years. We're, mm-hmm. it's, it's already daunting trying to find a new place and the right place to do it. And even though there may be hundreds of good places to do it, we want to do what's right for the open pantry. That is the bottom line. So when you're making your suggestions, and we do appreciate it, and again, you can email all that stuff at mayflower at rock102.com. When you do that, keep those things in mind. If you're looking for us to be at your space, that's cool. But can you provide all the other things? Electricity, phone lines. Internet, can you do you have that ability to give up a phone line 
for us to do this. Uh, some places can do it. Some places just simply can't. Somebody suggested the old Kmart Plaza parking lot in uh, Palmer. Because it's been empty for years. Yeah, I don't know if they still have yeah. electricity over there. That may have been uh, shut off years ago. But I would uh, take it one step further and say, what about the Magic Lantern parking lot? We could have uh, like a legs and eggs special with uh, whatever food truck shows up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you get your eggs here and you get your legs inside. We're open for legs and eggs. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. For every dollar collected by one of those strippers... Uh, 50 cents goes back into the open pantry. I don't know if uh, like a stripper bogo is really what we can offer the Mayflower Marathon. Open panty for the open pantry. How about that? <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> Dom Sarno once accidentally said open panty. And uh, we well, that was laughed years ago. and laughed. Yeah, it was a gaffe. It was years ago. Oh, yeah, it was total mistake. Total, total uh, uh, mistake on his part. And, and totally unintentional. But still, it would make a good promotion. Open panty for the open pantry. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. So the Basketball Hall of Fame's loss is our gain. Look at that. Well, you know, I actually think uh, that's the position we need to take anyway. You know, I mean, they have made... It's like I said the other day. You ever been in a loveless relationship? You know, you you, yep. you, you stick with it. You yep. know, for the for the children <laughs> or whatever it might be. Well, you know, at some point, you got to say, maybe this isn't the place for me. Maybe this isn't the place to be. Maybe I need to move on and try to find a better situation. Change for is good, Bax. Sometimes it is good, and you know it. You know, over the years, we've you know debated, is the Hall of Fame the best place to do it? Mm -hmm. And the answer has always been, well, yeah, it is really the best place to do it. It really makes the most amount of sense. But if they don't want us there, then we're not going to go there. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. We don't want to be in a place that, that doesn't want us, even though there are three businesses in that Hall of Fame campus that are longtime sponsors that will probably still sponsor the event. And even the place to be would like to hop on board for that, too. Hey, look, uh, good idea for the Magic Lantern. They're closed down anyway. So that, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize closed. that. But How could a national treasure like that shutter during a pandemic? The Magic no Lantern idea. is out of business? Really? I guess so, yeah. The Magic Latrine? Really? Yes. No kidding. Yeah. The Tragic Lantern? Really? Which, yes. Unbelievable. I had no idea. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, but that's, uh, I mean, again, that's a, a marvelous idea. But, uh, you know, there there are some others that are really stepping to the table and, and would like to host this to, you know, very badly. So, yeah. thank well, you. Again, if you have any more suggestions, Mayflower at rock102.com. You can email those suggestions. And, uh, again, we appreciate any and all suggestions. In fact, we're, we're, we're kind of uh, heartened and, and overwhelmed by the, uh, the, the outpouring of support. So we thank each and every one of you for, for supporting this, coming up with some amazing ideas. Open panties for open pantry. I'm the, I'm with that. We'll uh, we'll workshop that one. It's 7:24. We're back. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Wings. We Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. It's 7:29. And the doors. We're back. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Oh, it's going to be hot and humid today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, more of the same, and more of the same for Sunday. Yikes! It's 71 in uh, downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Hey, uh. Sunday night here on Rock 102. It's Baxi's musical fun bag. Classic punk, old new wave, vintage alternative. I'll be playing music from Husker Du, The Cure, The Ramones, The Smiths, The Fall, and many more. Uh, 9 o'clock Sunday nights, just before Little Steven's Underground Garage. It's Rock 102's loudest hour on Rock 102. 
I uh, I was uh, watching a TikTok video, and uh, it was this lady who held up a jar of Planters peanuts, like a, the newest label that they have. Yeah. And uh, she points out that the giant peanut on the front looks like a lady part, hmm. and that the uh, you know Planters might need to rethink the packaging. Do, do you do you agree? What do you what do you think? Uh, yeah, it actually kind of does. Hmm. Uh, it's no ordinary legume. It's an extraordinary peanut. Yeah, this is the new peanut, the new Mr. Peanut. The, no, it's uh, it's it's not Mr. Peanut. It's the actual um, like it's 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 Mr. Peanut, and then next to it is this giant peanut that looks like a like a lady part, like a what an elbow, a, a, a kneecap, no, a, I don't a lady it's... part. Yeah, <laughs> well, ladies have kneecaps and elbows. I don't know. Just... Well, you've uh, you've seen a lady naked. No. No, I've never have. What's it like? Yeah. What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Lights are always off. Yeah. That's it. It's 731 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. The Mayflower Marathon still needs somebody to host our big event. Looking for a site for this November's big food drive. The Basketball Hall of Fame, of course, announcing they'll no longer hold it at their location, at least for now. And we've set up a website Sort of a clearinghouse for ideas or comments. Mayflower at rock102.com. Yeah, it's just it's just an email address, but you know, we're we're looking into into everything. We've had some uh, suggestions that we didn't even think about before that are excellent. Yeah, it was like you like we've been talking about it like, wow, that one makes so much sense. Why did we not even consider that? I'm not gonna say what it is, but it's like you know, people are really stepping up, and I I gotta tell you, I'm 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 very impressed with the generosity that people are are showing here. It's it's amazing. Here's an idea from the Southwick Public Library. You can now check out instead of a book or on top of a book your own do-it-yourself ghost hunting kit. This is going to go viral nationally, guys. Southwick Public Library has a ghost hunting kit with a digital thermometer, an electromagnetic field detector, three walkie-talkies, and a voice recorder. And Southwick residents can check it out along with the book, quote, uh, Ghost Hunting for Dummies. All you got to have is a Southwick library card. Here's my problem with this. Mm -hmm. I I have an old... uh copy of tropic of capricorn uh that has uh, not been returned to the southwick <laughs> library since oh. 1978 mm. if i go there uh looking for this ghost uh busting uh kit mm-hmm. i'm gonna get jacked on fees like you you have no idea so i you know, i might not be able to get out there for something like this they only have one ghost hunting kit at the southwick public library but i suppose if it's popular they'll add to that And apparently ghost hunting is very popular in Southwick, according to this article that I read in Western Mass News. A lot of scary stuff in Southwick. Really? Oh, my God. That that town will curl your hair. Vaccinations for free this weekend at the zoo in Forest Park. Yay. For the animals? No. The COVID-19 vaccination clinic set up for tomorrow. It'll be held on the bocce courts. And all brands of the vaccine will be administered for free. Not only that, you're going to get something out of it. Kids under the age of 18 who get a vaccination will get a free pack of zoo tickets. And an adult receiving his or her first vaccine will also get a gift card for 100 bucks 
at Target. While supplies last, it says. But don't spend it all in one place. Well, you have to spend it all in one place in this case. At a a Target. That's what they tell you. I'm uh, I'm a little upset about this. Why? Because I didn't get anything for my uh, my three vaccines that I have. Lawsuit. Did Did you get uh, Did you get sick after the uh, the vaccination? Uh, after the second one, yeah. Well, then you can't say you got nothing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm talking about uh, something in exchange, like a hundred dollar gift card to Target. I would have liked to, uh, like, uh, I don't know, some CVS extra bucks, you know, with uh, so, with my vaccination. You know what? I guess I could just lie and say, oh, I've never been vaccinated before, and just don't bring the card with you. You could do that. Yeah. But do you- and then I'd get the fourth vaccine without having to uh, schedule an appointment for that. <laughs> I got this whole thing figured out. Nice. <laughs> the way your brain works is uh, inspiring at times. In Worcester, Edward Klusek abused his girlfriend and killed her cat. Worcester police showing up at 5 East Kendall Street, apartment 1B. Happened earlier this week. They had an arrest warrant with them. And for Edward Klusek, wanted on 23 charges, including multiple counts of strangulation, kidnapping, domestic assault, and battery on a household member, his girlfriend. The 50-year-old man also facing an animal cruelty charge and is accused of punching the victim's kitten in the head three times, causing the kitten to die. Why Why would you do that? Doesn't say. No what, No motive given. I mean, what, uh, what possible justification is that? I mean, some people don't like cats, but they're not punching them in the head. So I uh, yeah, I don't like cats, but I would never bring a harm to a cat. No. Like, I just don't want them in my house. That's about as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a, I've never had a problem with cats. I like cats, uh, but I see no real benefit well, you for you to, even, even in, the, in, the, in the throes of the angriest argument, uh, would I punch an animal in the head? Clusek, mm. not they the sometimes in- punch back. Yeah, I suppose. Clusek, not the only scum in Worcester. Worcester's Department of Public Health noticing scum along the shoreline at Coe's Reservoir, but they've reopened it. The body of water was treated with an algicide a few days ago. Follow-up tests showing that the cyanobacteria and other toxins not present in harmful enough concentrations, and so they've ordered the reopening of Coe's Reservoir. Now reopen to the public from noon to 7 p.m. daily, so you can go swim in there once again if you want to. I wonder if they have a location up there for the Mayflower Marathon. Worcester? Well, yeah. that's, a, that's a convenient place. Could be. <laughs> no, it would not be a convenient place for us to go. And it's not a complete... And I'm not going to swim in Worcester. You Listen, anyone who complains about Springfield has spent no time in yeah, Worcester. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no... Uh, <laughs> and you guys are going to love this one. Katarina... Orduña Perez recently passed away at 99. Her one final... 99? Yeah. It's a shame when they go so young. Makes you think. Her one final wish... To not be 99? No. On top of her grave, a giant statue of a penis. I'm liking this woman more. Mm -hmm, Yeah. I knew you guys would like this story. Starting to respect this lady. Her family unveiled the completed monument last weekend... A five and a half foot tall Twigginberries, weighing nearly six hundred pounds, mounted on her tomb at a cemetery in Mexico. I'm looking at this uh, this picture of this lady 
uh, and the penis to the, the the penis thing. <laughs> this is this is a if you were in a in a in a cemetery mm-hmm. and you saw this, it you'd forget about all the other dead people in in that cemetery. That's, you'd only be fixated on this big giant stone penis. Obviously, that's what Katarina Orduño Perez had in mind. Well, uh, at 99, when was the last time she's ever seen one? Hey, you don't you know. know. I, I'm, no, I know I don't know. I'm just, you know, at 99, I, I would think that your options are few and far between. Her grandson, Alvaro Mota Limon, said, you know what? My grandma was always very avant-garde, very forward-thinking about things. I guess. I guess you won't miss it when you walk in the cemetery. <laughs> no, you won't. What kind of flowers do you put at the headstone? Um, cauliflower. <laughs> the very cauliflower that grows on the, the STD that you had from. <laughs> there you go. Make it look authentic, huh? Yeah. And Coca Cola announcing Sprite will no longer be sold in green bottles. Ah, damn it! The green bottles will also be dropped from other. Coca-Cola products, including Mellow Yellow, Fresca, and Seagram's Ginger Ale. That's too bad, because you know what? I, I've always felt that the uh, the Sprite bottle, the green bottle, mm-hmm. looks absolutely stunning in a backdrop of being you know dumped in a large body of water. <laughs> just, just the colors, yeah, the atmosphere, yeah, like so beautiful. Yeah, I think the problem was that you know separating the green plastics from the clear plastics is always a problem at recycling centers, and so the Coca-Cola Corporation is trying to be a little more ecologically sound here. Oh, you've seen uh, people do the Sprite Challenge? You seen no. that one? No, that's a good one. People are guzzling. So what you do is uh, you take a like a bottle or a can of Sprite, yep, and you guzzle it down. You just you just whip that thing right down, mm-hmm. and then you wait around. For the belch that comes out of it. Okay. There's we we're watching a bunch of these because you know we love we're you you were juvenile in my house. Your bodily function fans. Oh, we love it. Yep. Anyway, uh, it's these two women. I think they're from Ireland or Scotland or you know whatever that British. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, one just finished her bottle of Sprite and she's not feeling good, and the other one's drinking hers and she mm-hmm. thinks she's gonna she thinks she's gonna uh, you know burp, but the one who says oh I don't feel so good comes out with something that is almost like Satan lives within her. It's the most disgusting, deep, you know, I mean, this 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 is a belch that comes right from the bowels and pushes its way up. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. We laughed for hours. Probably watched it 50 times in a row. Made us laugh every time. Hilarious. That's how mature we are in the Baxendale house. Could watch that forever. It's 740. Two are made for each other. Honestly. Ain't that the truth? 743, we back Steve and Dave. If you thought Steve was upset about the cat story from Worcester, got another one just for him. Coming up and now hear this straight ahead on Rock 102. It's July. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 749 with John Mellencamp. We're back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Hot, hazy, and humid with a high of 89. It's 71 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Rock 102 wing thing coming up on August 27th. Uh, that is right around the corner. Brought to you by the Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvement uh, folks and brought to you by the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Come spend the afternoon at the Barney Estate in Forest Park for an afternoon of wings. Delicious ones. Boneless, boned in, tossed, breaded, unbreaded, what have you, plus hors d'oeuvres. 
adult beverages for sale, ice cream, yard games, and a lot of fun, including live music from the James Paul Band. Tickets are available uh, right now at rock102.com. It's the wing thing, tossed and sauced by Log Rolling Caters, Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, Saturday, August 27th at the Barney Estate in Forest Park from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Coming up on 751 with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one from Western Mass News. They interviewed Daryl Mulcahy, who lives in Ware and has been using Republic Trash services for the past few years but he's upset about the spotty service in picking up his trash missing weeks and the weeks would turn into bi-weekly and then eventually monthly so you'd have trash filling up burn spots in there you'd have the critters coming and ripping out the trash i did file a complaint with the massachusetts attorney general's office I filed a couple complaints with the Better Business Bureau as well, and I also um, started the process of filing a class action lawsuit. Daryl Mulcahy from where? There's uh, not enough workers at the company. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Yep. And uh, that's going to continue to be a problem. Mm -hmm. The problem everywhere with every company, every business is having issues like that. Hiring people, younger applicants ghosting when they have an interview set up, people not wanting jobs. Yeah, but you know what? If you live in a town and you're paying for trash pickup and it doesn't happen, Mm -hmm. depending on the town you're in. So like, for example, East Lawn Meadow, they don't get the trash picked up for a while because of uh, of a contractual issue. Well, East Longmano residents are required to have this wicked small barrel to fill up. So if you miss a pickup, then all of a sudden you're not only filling that barrel, you're using the town bags, which are costly, you know, to, to get rid of your trash. It's like, you know, it, you know, the inconvenience of it is pretty significant for anyone who's living in a town where this kind of stuff is happening. Daryl O'Kay is a pretty smart guy. He's not, he's no, uh, dude's no slouch. You know, if he's got a, a a bone to pick with these uh, with these folks, I'm sure he's on the on the right side of it. Good luck to him and others having a hard time getting their trash picked up. Clip number two from a guy named Sean Redner, who owns something called the Cat Figurine Museum in Wisconsin, and he's pretty proud of the whole thing. It's just the Cat Figurine Museum on the surface, but when you get down to it, it's all part of somebody's life it's not just cat figurines it's them essentially my goal is to hopefully move all of this into a coffee shop where we can have adoptable cats (laughs) so visitors can come have a cup of coffee hopefully bring home a cat this is all we do this museum has taken over my life i gotta leave something in my life why not be in the kiddest book of world records there you go sean redner with the cat figurine museum yep and you know what? They have more capacity in their parking lot than the Basketball Hall of Fame does. <laughs> they do. But you're talking about uh, thousands of, uh, of cat figurines. 13,000 to be exact. Yeah. yeah, Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. I know the area well. Uh, I haven't been to the museum. And by the way, it's a M-E-W-S-E-U-M, the museum. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he's clever. Very clever. Very cat funny. people can be that way. Yeah. But he wants to like turn it into not just a museum, but also a coffee shop and a way to get cats adopted. Okay, that's you know, that's all well and good, but maybe you should just concentrate on one or two. I mean, what are you going to have a restaurant on top of it too? And Actually, I think this guy would be better served if he got out of the house and met people. 
Maybe he should team up with that uh, fancy feast restaurant that's uh, serving all that cat food. Down in New York City. Mm -hmm. Cat-inspired food. Cat-inspired food. Hmm. Could be. Clip number three. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're goddamn right I did. There's a Red Bull addict named Angela Sharp. She went to Costco last week in Las Vegas and ran out of there with a shopping cart full of Red Bull. She got multiple cases worth more than 100 bucks. She ran to a getaway car, and then she and a male accomplice... Oh, 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 oh. she didn't fly away? I thought Red Bull gives you wings. Right? <laughs> you stole my joke, Steve. The male accomplice helped her load the Red Bull into the getaway car, and they sped off. See where it's going here? You get the Red Bull, and you go speeding. An employee called police, and they said that the same two people had stole Red Bull the previous week. And that time it was more than two dozen cases worth over $2,500. The cops finally caught up with them when That's, their car was spotted. How much did you say it was? 2500 bucks. That's like, what, four cans of Red Bull? That stuff is like $5 <laughs> a can. It's ridiculous. And it tastes like shiznit. It's so <laughs> it disgusting. Is, it is horrible. Uh, Angela Sharp, 27 years old, was... Caught by the police after the high-speed chase, clocking more than 100 miles per hour with the Red Bull. Police found nearly 200 cans of the stuff inside the car and trunk. She told police she did it because, quote, I'm addicted to Red Bull. Oh, really? She's facing charges of disobeying a police officer robbery and is being held on $25,000 bail. Stealing Red Bull? How does she sleep at night? I don't... She can't. <laughs> You know, there's so many things in a Costco I'd rather steal before I get to the Red Bull. I, yeah. I, you know, if I if I were the kind of guy uh, you're looking to commit a crime, I'd be at Costco stealing chicken bakes. Those things are delicious. I pour Red Bull into my CPAP uh, humidifier <laughs> reservoir. <laughs> I get a good 45 minutes every night. But your nostrils are all red by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, I get a good 45 minutes sleep. It's great. It's 7.57 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next and now here, the, excuse me, in the 102 seconds. Seconds. Oh boy. Coming up next, we'll have the Rock 102 Sports. Stay tuned. It's never 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and the Scorpions in Rock 102. And it's going to be nice this weekend. Eh, maybe a 20% chance of rain tomorrow, but that's not all that much. And pretty much a mid 80s for all weekend this weekend. I like this headline. Uh, neighbors say wild sex parties disturb upscale Castle Rock community. This is in Castle Rock, Colorado. Uh, it says uh, sex parties hosted in one of the metro area's nicest communities are angering neighbors who say it's time to take action. Residents on Avery Way and Castle Rock say organized sex parties at home are causing parking problems and noise. Oh, maybe that's why the Basketball Hall of Fame going on the side of there. Oh, ah, the sex parties all the there? sex parties that come along with the Mayflower Marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Once once we fill the trucks, we break out into an orgy. But they are most concerned with the sexual nature of the events and any exposure to children. One neighbor who declined to pro provide her full identity said she received a copy of the party invitation from an anonymous person who's concerned about the events. It shows 400 guests were invited. With 87 people, including 35 couples, sending a yes RV, RSVP. 400? Yeah. And you got one-fourth of them. If you if you figure about almost 100 of them show up, uh, that's a pretty good turnout. That's, mm -hmm. that's yeah, that's a lot of people. But you know what? I mean, uh, it doesn't have to be a sex party. I mean, would they have any uh, 
complaints if it was like a children's party with like pony rides on a bounce house? Um, yeah, I guess you could do that too. Well, what's the difference? It's just you know, it's just, it's just a different kind of party. I mean, you, do you complain about a, like a party in your neighborhood that's going on late at night because of its theme? No, I don't complain about any parties in my neighborhood. No, neither do I. I don't care. You know, I've had, but you know, my neighbors uh, have parties sometimes, but very, very little. It's not like they're doing it all the time. And uh, you know, if they're up late uh, on a on a Friday or Saturday, uh, yeah. partying out at the fire pit, then uh, so be it. That's hey, bothering me none. Here's the thing that bothers me. Let me ask you if you guys have ever had this. Mm-hmm. I have never been invited to a sex party. I think it might have something to do with the the grilled cheese speech during the Mayflower Marathon. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Might, yeah, might nobody, have a problem with Nobody it. wants to know. But I've never received an invitation. Well, uh, somebody could invite you this weekend. Maybe somebody wants to call and well, invite Bax to a sex party this weekend. I don't know. No, no offense. If, uh, if Believe me, with that crap tank he's emptying up there, he's already getting effed. Yeah, I've, listen, I, I've already got my weekend plans all set. Yeah. Well, and, then but, stop complaining about not getting invited I, to a sex party. I'm not then. complaining. I'm just saying, you know, well, I've just never been invited. I'm just saying it as a matter of fact. Uh-huh. I've never been invited to a okay. sex party. This invitation references the, quote, Thunderstorm Play Palace and boasts a 7,500-square-foot dwelling with every amenity, including alcohol, food, complete with a vegetarian menu. Hmm. You mean vegetarian? <laughs> And uh, a chocolate fountain. Now, and where is that? By the uh, where is it? By this the is way, Colorado. Colorado. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, there's a couple of th- there's certain food items that should not be served with the idea that there's going to be lots of lots of sex happening later mm-hmm. on. Right. You know, a chocolate fountain. Much to what you described with the grilled cheese speech. Uh, I don't want any reminders. You know. Yeah, you know, I uh, I'm actually kind of done with the whole chocolate fountain uh, phenomenon. I think we've I think we've we've you know it's time to find something else to do. But um, you know, I mean, do you what do you ask to you know what can I bring to a sex party? Do you bring like a bag of Funyuns or like a like a bean dip or I mean what I mean what do you I mean I hate to go empty-handed. I mean I you know. If, Anything I, with Cool Whip on the top of it will be just fine. I'm sorry. Did you just say Cool Whip? Did you ever make a sex party ambrosia? <laughs> no, I never have. Yeah. <laughs> Little jello slide. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I never but you know, I wouldn't even I wouldn't what do you what do you even wear to a sex party? Uh well, I mean it depends on how sexy you want to be. Do you want to uh show your feathers of your peacock or do you want to just hide the peacock? You know, even if I were invited to a sex party, I would probably uh send my regrets. You ever see uh, what's what's that series on uh, HBO? Oh, Real Sex on HBO. You ever see any of those episodes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, like ever, ever uh, they, they, they'll they show scenes from a sex party, and it's all these 50- and 60-year-old couples that, you know, look like they were you know wearing their Birkenstocks yeah. and going to UMass in the 70s and smoking yeah. dope all day. That's what those people <laughs> look like. If that's what a sex party's all about, I think I'm going to find something else to do. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've never actually been to a sex party. I mean, I've seen some videos online of what they might look like. Uh, oh, those are recreations. I don't know. Some of them seemed pretty, uh, pretty real. Mm. But um, I like the menu. Complete with a vegetarian menu. Where's the sushi? Oh, that's dessert. <laughs> yeah. 
That's an Did you ever eat sushi off the barbershop floor? Uh, the risque invitation also advises guests to bring their own condoms and show respect for the, quote, new furniture. Condoms at a sex party? Well, well you yeah, need that. You need yeah. that. You don't want to be spreading around. Uh, you, don't, you don't go to a gunfight without ammunition, do you? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you don't want that chocolate fountain blowing up in your face. You need to protect yourself. Yeah. Uh, the Actually, neighbor- all the more reason to bring a bag of condoms with you. One of the neighbors described guests as being from all walks of life. Some of them are so old, they struggled walking up the stairs. There you go. You don't need a condom for them. Uh, one had four... Yeah, you, yeah, you do. <laughs> if you're a 95-year-old guy with a shanker the size of a hubcap, yeah, you're going to have to put uh, a cap on that thing. <laughs> one had four crockpots showing up like they're going to a bunko party or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know, man. That the, like potluck doesn't seem potluck and sex party it doesn't seem to mix. The uh, the party organizer did not want to reveal his identity, but uh, said he is the victim in the controversy. There was significant harassment so so far I've received from the neighbors. He said neighbors tried to block his driveway with trash cans, and a guest car was keyed, resulting in expensive damage. The party organizer, who is a father and husband, said he understands his neighbors' concerns and has made efforts to conceal anything that might be offensive. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you have a sex... What's the difference of having a barbecue over where you're having a bunch of people... Well, that's kind of uh, what yeah. I asked. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be any party with any theme. The fact that the sex party yeah. may uh, you know piss some people off, but you know, maybe it's a, you, like if you, if you weren't at that party, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't even know what's going on at that party. The Castle Rock Police uh, said it's working with the neighborhood HOA. What is that? The Hua yeah, Owners Association. There are more than a number of Hua's. Who owns these Hua's out here? <laughs> And city officials to investigate the issue, but the party organizer is not breaking the law because he's only taking donations and the events are contained to the privacy of his own home, just like we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People I, should uh, be allowed to have their own sex parties in any neighborhood they choose. I have a hard Except enough- Except my neighborhood, because I don't want to see such filth. I have a hard enough time organizing my house for like a kid's birthday party. I, I wouldn't even know how to prepare the house. Oh, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to spend a couple of days cleaning my house for something like that. Yeah. Here's uh here's some Clorox wipes. Take a jar with you when you come in. You can clean up after yourselves. Watch out for the old furniture. <laughs> Playtex living gloves are like the, the are in the goodie bag as you leave. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you uh, come upon uh, a piece of furniture, in the I'm house, sorry. Uh, yes. Come please, upon. Please okay. we'll wipe mm. it off. We'll wipe it off. There you go. Sex parties out in Colorado. Well, Dave. I mean, uh, you know, you're the you're the kind of uh, mystery guest in this mm-hmm. whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, have you ever been invited? Last time I was invited to a sex party, I was busy doing other things that weekend, so I couldn't go. And I couldn't, well, yeah. So I'm open as well. You've so never been invited. I've been invited once. I turned down the invitation. Who invited you? What do you want, names? Well, I mean, you know, I don't even need names, but let's was, just, it, was just, it of someone you knew? Call her the stranger, let's just say. Okay, well, but, okay? but it was it somebody you knew? Yes. Yeah. Did yes. you did you know that they were into sex parties before you got this invitation? I, I did not know, and it was sort of a revelation for me in the community I lived in outside of Syracuse at the time. Okay. Did Apparently, you, it goes on there a lot. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. Because this would be my next question mm-hmm. after the previous question. Yes. About you being in, invited to a sex party. Mm-hmm. Did you have a different opinion of that person after they asked you to the sex party? Absolutely. Because I... I <laughs> I play golf with this couple. 
Uh huh. So yes, right. Yeah. Well, sure. Wouldn't you? I mean, if you, it, so after that they, kind of after the kind they of saw thing? you shorn up your putts, that's when they decided mm-hmm. to invite you, huh? And mm-hmm. they yeah. saw the grip on my shaft. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, they, yeah. Once you kept saying, "Ooh, good lie, good lie," then all of a sudden they thought that would be uh, that's an open invitation. My putter does have an extra large grip on it. I'll say that. Nah, I think you're mm-hmm. just bragging. Mm-hmm. You get your balls washed over there while you're there too. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the hole. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Oh, Dave. Is I had it? no idea that you've been involved in. Well, uh, I mean, I don't listen. I don't know what you've done. I don't know mm-hmm. what goes on in your life. Yeah. But uh, but you but you had other things to do. You said yes. Now, if your schedule had been cleared, let's say you had nothing going on at all. The only thing you had going on is you know maybe catching up on some stuff on Netflix. Right. Would you have gone? No. And the fact that I had something to do was just an excuse I gave. I would not. Have Suppose, an interest in going to a sex party. All right, hold on a second. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Don't dismiss ahead. the whole thing here. Go ahead. Suppose you, you had nothing going on. Mm-hmm. You've been invited to a sex party, mm-hmm. but then you find out they've got the chocolate fountain. <laughs> I, Would that have been enough to bring you to that sex as party? As long as it's dark chocolate, I'm okay. Because that's healthy for you. <laughs> yes. You're absolutely exactly. right. Exactly. smart thought. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to understand... You know what goes through uh, an invitee's mind because yeah. these would be the questions. Because you know, because you've never mind, been invited. I've never been invited, right. and my mind would be racing, mm-hmm. filled with questions. Right. Like again, what do you wear? What do you bring? Are there door prizes? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, is there ample parking? Well, is, is there enough capacity for all the cars? <laughs> sure. And because I knew this couple personally. Some of the questions were, geez, I wonder how many other people I know here in this town are invited into taking part in this thing, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Curiosity. I've never been invited. You, too. Yeah. Yeah. If I was free, I'd probably go just to check it out. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity. Yeah. You don't want to see it. You could, just because you're invited to a sex party doesn't mean you have to have sex with anybody. So, in other words, you could just observe. Yes, I'm sure there are plenty of people that do just that. Maybe. I don't you know. know that, I don't know that they're welcome at something like that. I think if you're at your first sex party... I don't think you're, there's any requirement or expectation that you're going to be having sex. I would think that once you're invited, it's expected that you participate just so then you can have something to explain. You know what I'm saying? Then you're implicated, so to speak. Well, I maybe, but I think uh, in a situation like that, uh, you know, everyone's kind of focused yeah. on what they're doing, now not would, always focusing on what you're doing. Now, would this uh, place also be a gooseum? <clears throat> I suppose it would be. This is uh, Sandy. She looks like a painter's radio. Mm. <laughs> like a nice Jackson Pollock. <laughs> it's a 22. That's the cars on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave. I have an email to get to. You do? Yes, from a listener named Corey, and it's titled David. With that, a bunch, uh, of, bunch that, of A's in yeah. there. David. S-M-H, David. That would be you. Yeah. It says, please stop enunciating, spelled incorrectly, please stop enunciating ethnic names. Just be your normal plain as mayonnaise self. Love the show. <laughs> plain as mayonnaise. Plain as mayonnaise. Wow. Love the show. That's, uh, Actually, you're more of a Miracle Whip. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, and it's funny because I know Bax is a big Miracle Whip hater, I don't care whether it's Miracle Whip or mayonnaise. Honestly, I don't care. That's that uh, says to me you have uh, no sense of taste. Mm-hmm. Well, I am losing my sense of taste. I'm uh, getting pretty old. I can't smell stuff anymore either. Really? But I can pronounce names correctly. In order to 
you know, appropriately honor our ethnic communities here in Western Mass and elsewhere. Yeah. You know what, though? Mm-hmm. It doesn't come across that way. Well, tough. I'm going to connect. Look, I was. Ta- I think it's because when I was talking about the woman with the penis sculpture on top of her grave. Right. I said her name, Katarina Orduña Perez, which is how it's pronounced. Where you, are you just say, you know. Cat yes, Katarina I, Orduna Perez. Well, yeah, that, I could do it that way. What's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just I enjoy it. And her grandson, Alvaro Motalimon. So Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. Cor- Corey's upset. I'm sorry, Corey. And I'm sorry you're shaking your head. And <laughs> thanks for the email and thanks for loving the show. Except that part. Yeah. He doesn't like that part. He's not real happy with that part at yeah. all. Either that or he's just making fun of me, which is okay too. We have uh, news coming up next on Rock 102. It's 834. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you're traded or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. There was major flooding yesterday in portions of Western Mass, including the Sergeant Street area where the overpass had some flooding and cars were unable to utilize that section of Holyoke. We're going to have sun and clouds this weekend with temperatures in the 80s, so hopefully everything will dry up. We're also going to have a chance of rocket debris falling in Massachusetts on Sunday. According to aerospace.org, the exact location of the landing of the space debris is not determined. However, according to a map at aerospace.org, New England falls under the area of possible re-entry locations. Uh, what kind of debris is this? I think it's tech debris, satellite stuff. Oh, so it's not like uh, like you know space junk from a far off galaxy no. this is not the not that kind of stuff although who's to say that debris that's floating around up there on a satellite or other apparatus couldn't collect alien material somehow who's to say i know this uh this thing that they uh, they just put into space that they're getting pictures from this mm-hmm. big telescope yeah. yeah have you seen any of these pictures yeah pretty neat yeah it's unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah i mean i was uh, watching uh, something about so one of these uh, one of these things that they've seen is a star that burned out millions of years ago, mm-hmm. but it's so far away that the light of its uh, demise is finally coming into view now, and that star, whatever the hell it is, burned out before even the formation of Earth, and we're just seeing it now. Mm. That's unbelievable. It is crazy, isn't it? I, That's and, how and, million, millions of light years, billions of light years yeah. there are away. And here I am getting pissed off because I can't find my keys. You know, it's like when you think about it, <laughs> yep. you know, I'm worried about the littlest tiny things. Meanwhile, there have been stars that burned out 10 billion years ago that we're just learning about now. And I'm wondering, hey, did I? were they in my pocket? Were they in my coat? Did I put them on the counter? Where did I leave my keys? Honey, have you seen my, have you seen my keys? These are the things we worry about. <laughs> You know, there's a lot of capacity in outer space. Maybe we could host the Mayflower Marathon there. <sighs> that's uh, that's going to be a little tough for people to drop off their food. Well, I don't know. There's space above Springfield. Maybe we could hold it up there somewhere. Did you see they have the new flying cars, by the way, that they're about to release in the United States as early as the end of this year? Now, flying cars, meaning they have wings on them like an airplane. Yes. Yeah, but I've then- seen those. They're not really... That's not really a flying car. That's just a mini airplane. Well, no, it is because it can drive. An airplane can't can't 
like fold up its wings and then drive on a highway, which these cars can. But it's it's a multi vehicle. Yeah. It's not a it's not an it's not the flying cars that we all pictured in our heads like when the Jetsons uh were were popular. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, we're gonna have these floating cars. Uh yeah, they're just little mini airplanes. I can't wait for them, by the way. I this I'm going to be the first if I can afford it, which is obviously the problem. The new one in the, uh, the United States is called the Switchblade, by the way, because of the way it folds up its yeah. wings. Apparently, back to the Mayflower Marathon planning is underway here at Rock 102 because we don't have a site since the Basketball Hall of Fame announced they will no longer hold it at their location. We have a website set up in case you have ideas for us or comments. It's Mayflower at Rock 102.com. It's, it's, it's just an email address, not a whole uh, website. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. To it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this weekend, if you want to get your vaccination, you can head to the zoo in Forest Park. There's a clinic tomorrow at the Bocce Courts, and the vaccinations will be administered for free. All brands of the COVID-19 vaccination. And children under the age of 18 get a free pack of zoo tickets. And adults who are receiving their first vaccine get a $100 Target gift card. Again, tomorrow at the zoo in Forest Park. Mayor Dom Dom will be there telling everybody to get a... You come over and get that injection into your bocce balls right over here on the court. <laughs> and we will give you a gift card to go get your live, laugh, love sign, you Karen. You know, I've never seen anybody play bocce over there. Nor have I. And I, you know, I ride my bicycle there almost every day or at least a couple times a week. Okay. I've never seen any bocce going on there. And there is a, a whole oh, yeah. grassy area set up for lawn bowling and bocce. Yeah. We, we uh, listen, uh, you know, bocce is a very popular game. Mm-hmm. I like to see them bring uh, like lawn darts to the park sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. You ever play lawn darts? Jarts? Great fun. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a chance I'm going to get stabbed by one of those things flying through the air. But, mm-hmm. you know, really, you know, 99% of the time, that's not going to happen. Had a traffic situation around 7.30 Wednesday night on Marshall Street in which detectives saw a stolen vehicle in Springfield suspected to be involved with several shots being fired. The vehicle drove away, was later spotted at a gas station in the area of the 700 block of State Street. When the emergency lights were turned on, the driver and passenger attempted to run. The driver, 19-year-old Angel Melendez of Westfield, was detained in the parking lot. Detectives seized a 17-round magazine loaded with eight rounds of ammunition in his fanny pack. The passenger, 19-year-old Daniel Gonzalez of Springfield, was detained after he removed a firearm from his waistband. Listen to you. You're uh, pronouncing the name uh, in a very uh, non-appropriate way. Well, it's funny because Angel Melendez could very well be Angel. I mean, how do I know how his first name is pronounced? But in any case, those two guys are in trouble. Gonzalez charged with carrying a firearm without a license, carrying a loaded large-capacity firearm on a public way, and other problems. And Mr. Melendez charged with uh, receiving a stolen motor vehicle in possession of a high-capacity feeding device. A feeding device? That's what it says. I suppose that's... Some sort of like ammo clip is that what that is? I don't know. Probably, but you know, you know, for a guy like me who spent a better part of his life, you know, slightly poorly. Mm-hmm. When you say a feeding device, I'm thinking of like uh, something like a like a bandolier that shoots like hot dogs into your mouth. I agree. A little jocularity in the governor's office. Charlie Baker supporting legalized sports betting turned to 
Lieutenant Governor Karen Polito and asked if she wanted to, quote, bet on the sports betting bill. And she said, boy, would I, and high-fived the governor. Funny guy, huh? Yeah. Governor Baker saying he hopes that the bill makes it to his desk in time for Sunday's end-of-session deadline. I'm going to bet it won't. You think, huh? That's what I'm thinking. Probably won't. Also, staffers who work in the Massachusetts State Senate aren't going to be able to unionize, even though they've been pushing for that for months. Mass Senate President Karen Spilka quashing the months-long unionization push just yesterday, with only three days remaining in the legislative session. The blow to Senate uh, to Senate staffers comes two weeks after Spilka told reporters that Senate counsel was still reviewing the matter, but not anymore. The Senate staffers had told Mass Live they lacked clarity on how their new salaries were being calculated. So that's why they wanted to unionize. The Senate employees saw a future labor union as a powerful tool they could use to combat systemic issues on Beacon Hill, including high staff turnover and a lack of sexual harassment protections. But it ain't going to happen. All right. No unions in the Mass Senate, apparently. Kind of like there's no union here. You know, what, what kind of protections are there for uh, for this place? Yeah, what happened to Radio Union, by the way? Do we used to have to sign up for some sort of, like, national radio union card? Um, I used to do that in the old days. They don't do that anymore. When I worked the, at that television station years ago, I had, a, I had to join the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm no longer an active member, but I had a, in order to work there, I had to join. Uh, which was uh, which was all very well and good, but uh, I don't recall anything that they did for us at the time. Hmm. When I worked at the uh, the railroad, they had uh, many different unions representing different groups of workers. Makes yes, sense. so like yes. like you know, even though it was one big company, you still had electrical uh, worker representation. You had uh, bridge worker representation. You had track worker representation. All these different uh, things that went into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were office people, and we had. Um, the fruit growers union hmm. really yes the fruit growers union yes to which uh my pal Bafo the chimp would call it the fruit throwers union because they would never really do anything for us except f- throw fruit interesting yeah that's some good representation there oh yeah and if you're looking for something fun to do this weekend in southwick you can go to the southwick public library and you can check out a do-it-yourself ghost hunting kit it has a digital thermometer an electromagnetic field detector, three walkie-talkies, and a voice recorder. Apparently, ghost hunting, very popular in Southwick, so they've added, along with the books, the ghost hunting kit. Yeah, whatever you do, don't cross the streams. Right? Comes with a book that you can check out, Ghost Hunting for Dummies. All you need is a Southwick library card. You need to be a Southwick resident to check out the ghost hunting kit in Southwick. I believe that's the only book that remains of the Southwick Public Library. I'm not so sure there's a lot of books there. The Ghost Hunting for Dummies book? That might be it. What? Why? What? I've never been to that library, so I don't know how you know, how good of a library it is. Maybe there's like just like one book and like five no, shelves. Oh, it's actually a pretty decent library. You been there? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'll be damned. Mm. I go to all the libraries around the area. I had no well, idea you library do that. Library who? <laughs> Sort of like a bar crawl? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. You go in and read a little bit. And a, then go shot in a, a shot in yeah. a book at every yeah, at every right. library. Yeah. Right. Now there's a promotion. Just saying. <laughs> it's eight forty-five with back Stephen Dave, and that's your news on Rock One Hundred Two. Two Springfield's classic rock. It's eight fifty-one, and Tom Petty with back Stephen Dave and Rock One Hundred Two. Gonna be nice this weekend. Maybe tomorrow there's a twenty percent chance of rain, but pretty nice with mid eighties all weekend long. Uh, hold on, just a second here. I gotta. Do some okay. There we go. All right, I got a uh, the uh, the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame wants me to uh, record a video mm-hmm. uh, for the enshrinement uh, coming up in September. Yeah, and uh, and I haven't done it, and I believe like today is the is the deadline mm-hmm. for that video. And uh, you know, I've just kind of been you know dragging my heels on this because yeah, I you know what, what am I gonna what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? You know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know. So uh, this is the, I'm recording this, and if it sucks, I may have to do another one. What do you need it to say? I don't really know, uh, other than to say, hey, I guess, uh, hey, everybody, at this uh, at this enshrinement ceremony, uh, it's great to be here. Uh, thank you very much. I've got a speech planned in just a moment, and uh, thank you. I, I guess that's about as much as I got to do. Yeah, wow. uh, uh, thank you, Massachusetts Broadcasting Association, for uh, for also naming me, who has been part of this show for more than half of the time it's been alive, well, and, uh, you know, uh, all the great things that I was part of uh, to do this. Uh, well, I, I am my own uh, broadcasting great in my own right, and uh, well, t- look at I the, don't need your little award. Well, Steve, you know, I'm sure at some point in your uh, long and established career, uh-huh. someone's going to give you a major award. Let's say like a like a, a best of the Valley Advocate Award. I or, got or, third or, place in that, by the way. Or maybe a Mass Live uh, Award. I got second place in that, by the way. Yeah, I know you did. And who was uh, who was first? I don't know. Some some guy from <laughs> Northampton. Because <laughs> someone may have stuffed the ballot box and it uh, wasn't maybe. me. Oh, there you go. Anyway, I think this uh, video only needs to be uh, just uh, like a minute long or so. But uh, there you go. It's a minute too long. It's man, I'm telling you what, that's the truth. That okay, let me turn that off. That's that's quite enough. <laughs> wow, Jesus. they'll they'll love that. Yeah, video. they're gonna oh, love that. Not, I'm selling the sizzle that, yeah. of this thing. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. That, what, they want a video of you in action. Is that what? Uh, is that what it was? So, uh, yeah, something like that. Some, something like in action. Yeah, it's. <laughs> don't you hate when somebody doesn't describe exactly what they that bu- that bugs the crap out of me? Why don't you? Somebody know, they, doesn't they, describe exactly what they want. Well, they gave me very little instructions. So yeah. we'll just do like a little uh, you know ninety second video, and uh, I'm like, uh, about what? Oh, just, just you know, you working? I'm like, who? <laughs> you, you sure you want to see that? Because there's really not much to look at. Yeah, let me put this phone over here and get the job of the hut angle from my cell phone, so I can show you <laughs> yeah, how right. much I work all morning. Long. Yeah, I got I got a stack of index cards, a bunch of CDs, and two books, including Laura Corn's sex book, holding up the uh, <laughs> holding up <laughs> holding up the, uh, the my phone. You're about to receive a letter from the Massachusetts broadcast people saying, you know, on second thought, yeah, could you do it again? Because <laughs> this is the, this is unusable. Yeah, that's why. You know, last Friday we were at uh, at MGM for the Free Music uh, Friday uh, event, and uh, Kaczynski was there, and uh, you know we had a lot of time to talk, and you yeah. know when. When you give Ted some time, he uh, he really chews the fat, that kid. And uh, he's asking me, so are you excited about the, the Broadcasters Hall of Fame? And I'm going, hey, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's in September, so it seems like so far in the future. And we found out about this last year, mm-hmm. and that seems like so far in the past that I'm not even, I'm not, 
I'm so distracted with all the things, I'm not even really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, <laughs> how am I feeling about it? Listen, I just want to... I want to go home after this and go to sleep, and that's uh, maybe grab a calzone on my way home. Don't blame me. That's that's really all I'm interested yeah. in. Cal- that's that's that kind of puts us into perspective. Who doesn't like a good calzone? Oh, you're damn right. We got a damn good calzone last Friday. I could go for a calzone today. Don't you love a calzone? Yeah. It looks like you're not eating a full pizza, but it's just a pizza folded in half. Yes. Where's the best calzone around? Got to tell you, uh, never had a disappointing uh, calzone at Tony's on Boston Road. Tony's, Boston Road. Telling you what, Tony's is uh, Tony's is a good place. Well, I might have to take a trip over to Tony's this morning. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we got coming up next week? We got anything uh, uh, planned? Anything uh, on the docket? I think besides? we're going to talk to a celebrity chef. Uh, Emeril Lagasse. No. Bobby Flay. No, but he's got Massachusetts ties, this guy, and he's sort of known as the tequila chef. He has a tie that says Massachusetts on it? We can ask him about it. That's weird. He's wearing his dress. Wearing his Harvard tie. Like, oh, sure. He went to Harvard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there's that and Cohen. So that's that's already a busy week. Man, you sealed up the whole week. We didn't even need to do anything else. (laughs) It's 8.57 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 106.1.